Hello and welcome to Journey Through the Cast, a comrade retrospective through the lens of cannibalism, where I am Shin Garrett. I'm hungry. And I'm Chris. <laughs> and this week we finished uh, Kamen Rider Amazons by watching episodes, well, season one of Kamen Rider Amazons by watching episodes 12 and 13, Lost in the Fog, and M. We're doing a double this week because, well... Because it's one episode. Yeah, these last two episodes are one episode, just cut into two. I mean, episode, I think 12 has like plenty of setup that like, it's a good feeling of anticipation for the next episode it does it's just i have to watch them together i i am dealing we're dealing with enough uh teasing and blue balling in our elections we don't need to do it for our podcast (laughs) uh uh Uh, and and we're dated Uh, this two episodes it's um it is kind of brings up the 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 thesis statement for the show which is it is not inherently evil to think about eating people. So, so I, I know I said that, and I did post the screenshot with that quote in it, but I, I think I think the quote that actually is the thesis of the show is set at the end by the captain leader, and it's echoed throughout uh, the last episode and episodes before, where um, uh, you have to hunt to eat or, you know, to survive, you have to hunt something. I think that's probably the real thesis. Yeah, no, the, the actual thesis is to survive, like, for any organism on this planet to survive, it must consume something else. See, I don't know if I want to believe that's the thesis, because that's the perspective of the CEO, and I think he's an insane wackadoo. Oh, no, he is. <laughs> Like, the the CEO is an insane wackadoo, but I I think he just, like, okay. Well, I think I think that's, like, part of the thesis is, like, it's interpreted differently by the major powers at play. Yeah, th- it's not specifically like, okay, this means that we need to breed, like, a race of man-eating creatures to force evolution. But, like, no matter, like, as, as living beings... To continue to survive, we have to eat. And admittedly, right. we have grown... But, uh, like, have... you can be a vegetarian. You're yes. still consuming plants, which are living. They're just right. not aware of it. You don't have to hunt plants, though. They kind of just sit there and let you eat them. Man, that would be a fun, e- that would be a fun annoying wish. Is like, I wish that plants screamed when you cut them. No. So it, no. The thesis, I'm going to ignore that and just say, well, if that the, that's the thesis of the show, that's also not really true. I mean, um, but like it, it is though. It's just it's like it's just choosing a different path of it. Like it's it, not it, as on on the nose as like the other solutions, but like it's still a valid path. I still think it fits in. This and the well, show like our is... our plants hunting. Are they hunting energy by like photosynthesizing sunlight? Well, the, the show. I mean, is didn't chlorophyll... you watch Knights of Sidonia? 
<laughs> chlorophyll is the plant version of like a bow and arrow and <laughs> the, the show is not saying to to survive you have to consume like an animal it just says that for a living thing to continue existing it has to eat not specifically saying it has to go hunt and kill something but it does have to get energy from somewhere and it has to eat right that yes that is true I mean, it's basically just being like, hey, the food chain exists, yo. Yeah, pretty much. And, like, uh, plants are still part of the food chain. <laughs> uh, I, I was listening back through our previous episodes and uh, hearing some of Flesh's notes, a few of which I do have issues with. But he did point out one that I actually really liked that I felt kind of stupid for not seeing before. Uh, the problem that the CEO had with Sigma was that since it doesn't have to eat, it's literally not a consumer. And I was like, oh, that is clever word, clever wordplay that I should have seen at the time. <laughs> I, I yeah. think that's really funny. And like, genuinely, like, yeah, I think that's what where they were going with that. I think that's interesting. Like, you could say it's, oh, he's not a consumer, so he won't do anything. But it's like, oh, then the CEO goes has his weird little freak out at the very end of the show where it's like, oh, I I guess he's just... I know this guy's evil, but I fucking love this guy. Oh, no, he's fantastic. I was... I totally expected him to turn into an Amazon at the end of episode 13. I mean, yeah. he still might, to be honest. <laughs> like, he's a lot of fun. I he, he originally just seemed like basic boring. Oh, he's... He's the evil old guy that wants to make money and leave a legacy. And then it's like, no. No. He's no. fucking into this shit. He's he Honestly, it would be incredibly thematically on the nose, but this is a show about karate bugmen. I kind of want him to turn into a giant Amazon and like stomp around eating people. Just like scooping up people and just pouring them into his mouth and they have to like find some way to solve that problem at Look, the end. After watching the Kiba movie, I never want to see a giant rider monster again i i just uh i just think that they they should do something no subtlety subtlety is bad now i've decided so i mean subtlety yeah. is bad because uh half the population won't get it and i had i just had the uh, i had the idea of him turning into the kuga monster from heisei generations oh yeah 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 that weird beetle thingy yeah just turn into that and just no num 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 and then get kicked by 20-some writers? Yes, and blow up. Very good. Jen gets really fucked up over the course of these two episodes. He does. I'm, I am, like... Jen's I have descent always... is just, like, shifted into turbo this episode. He has always had that underlying thing of, you, you. whenever he talks about killing all the Amazons you can see that little bit of like madness under the surface that's like no i don't i don't care kill everything kill them all yeah like i kind of don't even really like him that much but i did feel a little bad when he shows up with like his flesh rotting off and stuff yeah i was like oh damn he 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 just Jin just he... like descends really fast yeah his, the 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 veneer so, of like... humanity that he has put up and kept up shreds away from him really quickly well of course it does he's been like doing this weird like animalistic like 
Amazons don't have rights or emotions or whatever, so of course he's the first person to give them up when it comes down to it. Yeah, that makes mm. sense. I don't know if it's necessarily that. Um, I I think it's telling that this this quick descent happens when um, Nanaha is away on quote unquote vacation. Um, yeah. And one could directly it's relate like Jin's his, humanity is tied to being with Nanaha. Yes. Yeah, he doesn't have anyone to hold him back now. Yeah, it definitely makes sense. His final scene is real creepy. I I didn't know we could top I didn't know we could top human steak burgers. Yeah. <laughs> like damn. But somehow we did. Okay, apparently the core of an Amazon is creepier to eat than just human steak burgers. Although that does beg the question of how did that just not like turn into goo? Isn't that what happens? Uh, uh maybe because his uh like magic. human who was turned into an Amazon. I guess. His core works differently. That's entirely possible. You know, it's just the thing like he did a violent punish and punched through an Amazon and just didn't drop the part. I guess that makes sense, yeah. So anyway, I I guess we should probably we should probably cover episode eleven real quick. Yeah. Basically, like, the too-long-didn't-watch of episode 11 is um, Jin blackmails Haruka's mom to start um, Project uh, Talak, and the CEO's like, yes, activate this for science. Um, Mamoru eats shotgun guy's hand. That's about it. He eats, he eats his left hand, hence the he's-gonna-be-all-right jokes. I mean, that's... <laughs> I have to go. <laughs> well, that's the that's the short of it for episode 12, not 11. That's what I meant. 12, 11. All numbers are the same. I mean, technically. I mean, all these numbers are at least real. <laughs> Imaginary <laughs> number joke. I, I, I was then just like, there should be a math writer. And I'm like, oh, wait, build existed. Yeah, Bill did exist, and it's literally his rider jump is like a parabolic arc. I, I feel like that's more science, though, so my point still sm- still stands. Science is just math. Uh, number man EXE for rider? Yeah, alright. That'd be fun. Number man EXE? From uh, Mega Man Battle Network. Oh my god, what if Higsby was a rider? Oh, Jesus. I have fanfic to write. All right. Uh, isn't Gridman's like made out of math, right? So you know, maybe he counts. Um, eh, not not quite. Kind of he's in a computer, really. so like. I mean, but he's like kind of... he's like a hyper Asian, like travels between. St- it, it gets complicated. <laughs> I should Grid- watch Gridman. Gridman is also great. Oh yeah, isn't that supposed to be? airing soon that was a thing so the the second season they were working on well that but also they were putting up the original Gridman on youtube i think it was november huh like i remember seeing that uh announcement you're talking about i just don't remember what was the actual date yeah can you get 
uh, so wait, can you watch Superhuman Samurai Cyber Squad still? Um, I mean, I can, because I own the DVD box sets. Okay. okay. I didn't know if it was ever on DVD. Yeah, it, it was. I own it. <laughs> but, yeah, we should actually go through the episode real quick. Yeah, yeah, we should. Uh, as a side note, though, Fletch, uh, uh, find that uh, article post and, uh, and send that to me. That'd, that'd be great. So, the op- episode opens up with... No, overshots of talking about Tlaloc and the CEO talking about like, hey, yeah, no, do this thing, and then the strongest ones will survive. We cut to uh, Haruka and Mamaru stand, it, I guess I got the feeling it was like the middle of the night. And Haruka is sitting and thinking about all the Amazons he's seen who were still human and still sane. And Mamaru comes down, and he's gotten into the fridge, because he's hungry, he wants something to eat, but... Man, these burgers just don't taste the same. They're just not the same. <laughs> They're not as good anymore. Just not doing it for him. Which is interesting, well... I forget, was that shown... In the last episode of him, yeah, no, that was. Yeah, it was shown. We're we're aware that he ate the burger. Yeah. The the human patty. Yes. Yeah. The human patty. The human patty. It's just basically they have a little chat. So before we have that chat, I want to correct myself because I figured it out immediately. Um, the first episode of Gridman was last week on, um, the Ultraman official Subaraya channel, um. So you have one week as of, well, technically you have like five days as of when this episode would go up to watch it. And then episode two would be out. Oh my. Because uh, Super Ride is like the, the two week thing. Well, that's short time. It's so stingy with older TV properties. Yeah, that one is weird. Um, honestly, the right situation with... Gridman is super confusing. We won't super get into it right now. Um, because then we'd be talking about, like, the weird Agito rights thing, which, like, that fucking makes no sense. Huh. Uh, I did see that, uh, like, the Common Rider Networks re- is going to be premiering Ar- Agito sub sometime soon. No, it's Toku HD which got it. Right, right. Which is yeah, separate whatever. from... The Shout Factory, uh, yeah, it, yeah, Shout Factory uh, and the uh, Tokushatsu side. So, like, I man, I really want to know how this rights situation is playing out. It's very interesting. Uh, but anyway, uh, watch watch Gridman. Gridman's dope. Uh, yeah, so they're <laughs> they start having a chat where Mamoru is remarking, "Oh, aren't the aren't my little necklaces great?" It's a way to show we're all together and we're all friends. I'm sure nothing bad will happen with these. <laughs> well, and Fuku's like fucking on it from like the beginning. A little bit. He's absurdly emotionally observant. Fuku is kind of like the silent hero of this show. He does so much good and he's just kind of like he doesn't get a lot of focus. He doesn't talk very much, but all of his stuff is he's very 
if you're paying attention, he's super observant in the background, and he's just a like a very competent character overall. I guess he has kind of kicked ass a lot in the show. <laughs> like even when he gets shot in the gut, or not shot in the gut, but like gets chewed on, he's still kicking pretty good ass and doing things and not just whining and crying about it. I feel like that might be a little bit harsh on uh, Shotgun Guy getting his arm chewed off. Now I think about it, yeah, that's being a little harsh to him, but no, Shotgun Guy does well, too. For for losing an arm, Shotgun Guy does real good. Jeez, you're gonna get your arm chewed off and you're gonna whine about it for an hour? Fucking... Come on, dude. Jeez. I mean, no. you really gotta give him a hand. Ha <laughs> <gasps> ha! Alright, I'm gonna stop making hand puns now. Can't stop, won't stop. <laughs> I'll stop. So they start having a discussion about, oh, it's great, we can all stay together. We're, we all match and we're all the same. And Haruka kind of is like, no, we're not the same as them. We're Amazons. But, you know, we're not really, like, exactly the same as the Amazons. I, I, man, I guess we don't really fit in anywhere. Mamoru is immediately just like, no, that's not true. And starts chowing into a burger. There's me like this tastes like garbage. Which I found I found like a, that's a really good way of like he's saying we all love it here, but he's starting to get to the point where what his body wants and what he's like subconsciously desiring is not the same as what he's openly saying. And Fuku is just standing in the background noticing it all again. Mizuki is coming downstairs in the middle of the night. And is hearing her mother talk on the phone to someone. She's talking about, oh, I, I want to save Haruka. He's special. And we learn exactly why later. But it is a thing of like, hey, we can use this new bracelet that I've got, that we've got, that has a more powerful suppressants to like knock Haruka out and then take him away. And then you could just do Tlaloc and he'll be safe. As of right now, seems really egotistical and selfish, but it makes a lot more sense once we learn why she's so focused on Haruka. He does seem like a valuable research subject, just in and of it itself, outside of like her emotional attachment to it. Like, if Amazon cells are going to be a thing that exists, it, it really does seem like Haruka would be uh, something you'd want to have on hand so you could learn some more about them. Oh, definitely. Like, it it makes sense as to why she'd want to keep him around. There is an under... Like, the actress, I think, does a very good job of showing this undercurrent of emotion in director Misazawa that it's... Like, yes, everything she's saying is true, and she believes it, but there is also something else there. I, I like that the... She has, like, her feelings that influence what she wants to do in the situation, but she doesn't expect the characters around her to act on that those feelings which is like kind of a it i don't know it's just annoying in tv shows whenever there's characters that are like of course everyone else will honor exactly what i want in this situation yeah no she she very much understands that everyone has their own wants and desires and i'm going to try my damnedest to get what i want but it's going to be difficult and people are going to fight against it I really like director Misazawa as a character. Like, I, I may not like her as a person. I may think she's kind of horrible, but she is very well characterized and well written. I think. 
Yeah, she has gotten more interesting over the course of the show. Yes. I, I mean, especially with the end, too, where you finally get, like, the confirmation that, spoiler, she's technically Haruka's biological mom. Har- Haruka is a test tube baby, and the eggs came from director Misazawa. An Amazon test tube baby. Yes. We, we learn exactly why how Haruka is a different third type of Amazon, which, I mean, I guess we can talk about it now, which is the fact that you have the original Amazon cells, which are just, I guess, they are completely synthetic um, created organisms that are meant to feed on human flesh. You yeah. have... And just, like, you give them meat and they eventually grow into like plastic monsters and they can learn to imitate humans yes. fairly quickly. And then you have Jin who is the result of taking a normal human and just injecting Amazon cells into them. Oh no, it seems pretty like a good way to do it. I'm a little confused why that why Jin didn't think that the cells would just eat him since uh that's what seems to happen in all other cases. Yeah, I have but... no idea. <laughs> I, maybe it's something to do with him using the belt so early. I don't I, know. That, I guess it might be the belt, yeah. They haven't really gone into detail on That's what exactly true. the thing does. Uh, and then we have Haruka, who is... You take a human embryo, or... I guess... I don't know when it would start. Probably, like, maybe when it's a zygote. And insta- you make a hybrid human Amazon baby. And then it grows, and it is a hu- it's it's both. Yeah, Sigma was a little different too in that they just uh, shot Amazon cells into a, a corpse. Yes. So that made it kind of like a little bit like Jin, but sort of like the original Amazons too. So. Yeah. So I guess there's like there's four ways you can make an Amazon right now. Yeah, a little bit. Hmm. Or like three, but like. One option breaks off into two subclasses, and I've been, I've been wa- for some re- for some reason, this is a, a minor non sequitur, but it'll it'll make sense here in a moment. I've been watching a lot of uh, alien lore videos, um, that basically is, but you know, it's a, videos of going over the like the comics of Alien, and it, it's remi- this entire situation is reminding me a lot of Wayland Utani cloning uh ripley and basically making her an alien human hybrid i need to watch those later alien movies i've just it's been impossible for me to take an alien thing seriously ever since i watched prometheus i actually if you can get a hold of the dark horse comics um from everything i've seen of them they are really good like Uh, dark horse usually publishes pretty good stuff so i believe it we get Haruka and Mamoru and then Mizuki. We then go to Jin, um, who is up in the middle of the night, want it, thinking like, oh man, you know, if Tlaloc is fantastic, it, it, it will do everything I want, but if I don't do something to like force it to happen, it's all going to go to waste and it won't actually happen. And he is looking mighty scraggly in this scene. Like more, he, he's always looked scraggly. I am a little bit confused on what he means, where I'm like, D- does Jen think that it only rains a finite number of times? 
Um, I think it's more like the longer you wait on it, like the more people are gonna die. I I mean, the thing that no one's ever brought up is that um, I I would think that every day runs the chance of more and more Amazons like leaving the Tokyo metropolitan area. Yeah, that is an interesting bit. It's like why they've been so long. Why are all the Amazons sticking around? Like why? Why haven't they scattered? Uh, I don't know. Uh, I mean, if I had to no prize it, I'd say it's some sort of like uh, like hive instinct. But you know, they haven't really brought it up. Yeah, they haven't explained it at all, and I, I'm wondering if maybe in the sequel we'll get some more, or in the second season, I should say, not the sequel, we'll get some more info in the second season. I, I mean, it also doesn't necessarily not make sense that they wouldn't stay in the area, because, like, the Tokyo metropolitan area is millions and millions of people. It's incredibly easy for any individual to, like, blend into it. Yeah, that's true. It's, like, one of the biggest metropolitan areas in the world, I think. Huh. It is very true. I don't know, and also I imagine that anyone that, oh, they were all grown, so no, like my initial response was, well, they had families and such that they would want to stick around with, and then it's like, no, they wouldn't. They're, they're created beings. Right, so yeah, I can see it going either way. It does seem weird that no one's brought it up, but you know, hey. Yeah, it's fine. Uh, but yes, Jin is up in the middle of the night talking to himself, and he wakes his girlfriend up, Nanaha, and she, and she can tell something is up, because he kind of leans over to her and goes, hey, hey, you remember that hot springs trip we were going to take together, you know, get out of here on our own, it's, um, you think you want to go on that alone? Wasn't it more he's not staying up, but, like, it's after he has his phone call with the director where he's like, just activate the fucking thing. Oh, right. Well, yeah, no, it's not. That's true. He is very adamant of, like, hey, just just activate it. Just do that. That's a good idea. His blackmailing plan doesn't necessarily make a whole lot of sense to me when we get to that in the next scene. I mean... It's... What don't you like company secrets, Chris? Yeah, it's basically right, every... but the the a bunch of drones are gonna start melting people all over the city. I, <laughs> I just am not entirely sure well, how that's there, there more is... secret than a post on the internet. Because the drones melting people all over the city could probably be construed as some sort of like terrorist attack or that just happening and people having no actual like understanding of where that's coming from what are these who are these drones owned by or anything compared to basically the repository of every bit of inform i th- what i had gathered is it every bit of information about the amazons that had ever been researched he was just going to take and like put it on the internet all of it and yeah, but I I don't know. I guess I just think it's extremely optimistic of the company to not think that like someone's going to try and investigate this 
mass person melting that's about to happen. It is, but they probably <laughs> expect that it is easier to keep a hold on than uh, putting all that information on the internet. Because it's, you know, once once something is on the internet, it's never going away. Ever. There There is no right, way to get rid of it. They could also just deny it. They or, could. You know. <laughs> but... It, it, it's hard to deny a, a human melting. I mean, human. how would anyone know that they're connected to the human melting? Uh, traces of chemicals and the things that get dropped. Someone takes a picture of one of the drones and sees a logo on it. Like, That's there's going to be lots of evidence. That's true. I don't know. Maybe just it's a conceit for the show. Yeah, I, I mean, you're. I guess you're right. Yeah, it is just kind of a conceit. They're not addressing it in that way, so they don't really aren't asking us to engage it in that way. Yep. Jin tries to ask Nanaha, like, "Hey, do you wanna, do you wanna go on that trip alone?" And it's God, all the actors in this show do a fantastic job. Yeah. So yeah. he's clearly planning to die at this point, which uh, Nanaha doesn't seem super happy about. I mean, that was also always the plan, too. It was. I mean, I guess, I mean, it's, it's, uh, you know, like a lot of relationships. She was probably just hoping that this day wouldn't ever come or just avoid thinking about it. So when it actually does come, it's like super upsetting. Yep. Nobody enjoys actually having to deal with it, but you gotta. Duh. She is very upset about it and you can tell. Zarek just does a good job. And so she just kind of storms up out of the bed she was lying in, grabs a beer, and starts chugging it. It's like, actually, yeah, you know what? Maybe I will just go alone. That sounds like a good idea. You can tell she's not happy in the least. I mean, I, th I feel like she also just knows, too, and probably is just going away to figure out, like, what to do, if anything. Yeah. Or how to process. She has always been shown as pretty hyper-capable, and so she's going to try and find a way to change the fate. I assume she's going to be back in season two for more stuff? Maybe. She's not dead? Isn't she? I don't think she is. Yeah, so yeah. she's not dead. Yeah, she shows up oh, right okay. at the end. No one, like, no, no main cast really dies that I can think of. Not really at uh, all, no. I mean, other than Jin, right? No, Jin is no, also... Jin's, Jin's alive. Remember okay. the final I... scene of after Jin and Haruka's fight, if he just kind of collapses into Nanaha's lap? I kind of was... I, I guess I just interpreted that as him, like, dying, but and they weren't showing it on screen. But yeah, maybe you're right. We then get a short little scene of someone getting person on a bike getting grabbed by an Amazon coming out of a sewer grate and being dragged into the underneath where uh, there are a group of Amazons hiding in the sewers. I assumed it's the group of Amazons from the restaurant, but apparently it it's just the one lady that survived. And I'm like, that doesn't well, seem right. Well, no, what I think it may be is that lady is the only one from the group of Amazons that survived from that point. But there were other Amazons that had been found, uh, that she had found and hung out with. Yeah, it's like a little community that they've started building. Yeah. 
But yeah, their, their comment that, oh, jeez, you ate someone just out in public, right, right here. We gotta fucking leave. We can't, we can't stay here. But we can't go out not public because it's dangerous out there. Oh, no. Oh, holy crap. Yeah, I was going through this episode again and the lady turning into the Amazon at 1655 is like a super fucking visual. <laughs> yeah, they're... They're they all... really go all out on the effects in these two episodes. It's really good. In most places, I think like Karika's like damaged Amazon armor looks pretty bad. Uh, yeah, I, I think I remember which bit you're talking about, and thinking yeah, it wasn't quite as impressive as a lot of the others. But overall, like the effects are good, and the effects have been good for the show. Like it definitely had a budget. Like Amazon must have fronted up some amount of money. Yeah, the the human body horror makeup is like pretty pretty creepy. Yeah, I think it's like the first time we've really seen something like that too. I mean, like it's, I don't... it's been hinted at at least, but this is the first time it's like gone seriously. No, this is this is a horrible, terrible thing that's going on, and people are fucking mutating and boiling alive. Yeah. It is a hell of a show. It, it definitely has made me wonder. I'm like, okay, turning into an Amazon looks pretty unpleasant. I wonder if it's like that thing with uh, that conceit from like the X-Men movies where every time Wolverine pops out his claws, it's like horrible. I mean, if you think about it, it makes sense. He's literally having the bones of his, the metal plated bones that are inside of him shooting out from between his knuckles. Right, but, like, having your face melt off probably isn't, like, turning into a plastic monster person isn't probably fun either. Nah, yeah, it's definitely, it feels like, it's like, oh, hey, their flesh is literally boiling and reconstituting itself into a different form. That, that doesn't Seems sound like great. a bad time. So the Amazons are like, oh, hey, we should probably go figure something out. Surveillance picks up an ID code and notifies the extermination team, which is just Haruka at the moment in the base. So he hits the alarm. We get to see director Misazawa getting the alert on her phone. Cause she, she is asleep on the couch with a blanket on her and she gets the alert on her phone of, Hey, we found more Amazons. And she's very, very confused about the blanket being on her. Right up until the point where she's like, oh, hey, you know, okay, she gets the e she gets the information. There are Amazons. They got to be de dealt with. Oh, no, it's not that there are Amazons that got to be dealt with. It's, oh, hey, Jin is here at our office and he's demanding to talk with you about Tlaloc. Um, and then she realizes that, oh, no, Mizuki took the bracelet I was talking about last night. Oh, the bracelet that has no bearing on anything? Yeah, that doesn't get used at all. And doesn't do anything. Which is wild. They right. took, like, all the time to, like, spray paint a normal bracelet gold and everything. Uh, okay, I got the impression the idea was that this would let Haruka live like a normal human with no Amazon effects at all. I think it was, was just so to, um... supposed to be the idea? Uh, it was just a... It was just, um... Jesus Christ words. Um, it was to, like, give an overdose so Haruko wouldn't be affected by the rain. Which, uh, yeah. spoilers, he doesn't get affected anyway. 
I had thought it I don't was know. like it's suppressive. It, it's, to it would put be him an interesting sleep. thematic choice for him to like have to pick between being human or staying in Amazon. But like they, I feel like they put it on the table and then it doesn't really come up. Yeah, not really. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, they do state like it's supposed to like inject more of the medicine to have like Haruka survive the rain or whatever. I thought it was to knock him out and then they transport him away, but it doesn't look it doesn't feel like No, no. They they say it like it's it's it gives like a more of a dose of the suppressant. Yeah. Right, right. Which like implies that the it, it, the Tlaloc rain will kill the more Amazony Amazons, but like is that a thing? I don't uh, really get any explanation about that, really. Yeah. <laughs> it seems like a an important thematic point that they should have introduced before now. I mean maybe maybe something about it will come up in second season. The short version is yes, some things that come up in season two allow you to read between the lines and figure out what happened here and what could be some consequences. Right after Misazara realizes that the bur- Mizuki took the bracelet, we see Mizuki following the extermination team who are heading towards the sewers. And oh hey, it's a rank A. We're gonna have to split up to deal with this. Which is the bad guy? Yes, right? it, it is the same bats it is the same bat type as before from like episode one i think yes and there is a short scene of fuku looking at mamaru as mamaru seems to be in just a little bit of distress (laughs) yeah it just occurred to me the strongest type of insect the bat (laughs) i mean i watched kuga this checks out (laughs) (laughs) I mean, I guess that one thing was like a bird type. So there, there are non-insect ones, but just most of them are super insectoid. Yeah. Uh, so once they park near the entrance, Fuku stops Misaki and he's like, Hey, I know you're supposed to go out with Mamaru. Um, keep an eye on him. It, something's weird. And Misaki right. just I... kind of waves him off like, oh, it's, it's Mamaru. It's fine. Nothing will happen. Or- yeah, I, and I think, like, around here is when something starts happening that I kind of wanted to talk to you guys about. Like, as the rain starts before the Tlaloc plan happens or anything, like, the Amazons start waking up all at once? Um, kind of. I am a little unclear on why that happens. I think well, it's kind of just unrelated and kind of just for, um... Just, like, tension and, like, stuff. I, I mean, it's it's good drama to, like, have it happen now, but it, it certainly seems weird to have it happen coincidentally right now. I, I took it as, if we remember back in the beginning, they were talking about, hey, it's been so long, it has been such and such so long since they all broke out. All the bracelets only have this much time, and I guess we're just getting to the point that we're reaching the tipping point on the bracelets and they're all just starting to go bad at once. Cause it has been, right, right. we've been slowly ranking up in the amount of Amazons that have been waking up and it's, it's just reached the tipping point is what I thought. Yeah. I, I mean, those are like plausible explanations. Like the thing I, I thought it might be 
that they that like the Amazons as a collective had like an animalistic sense that like a an extinction event was coming and like that's why they were all waking up. That, I thought that would have been interesting. That could also be plausible because I know that is definitely a thing where animals in general are somehow aware of when like a great disaster is coming. Yeah, like uh like dogs will bark at earthquakes before they happen and stuff. Yeah. From what I understand. So like that would have been interesting if they threw that in there. Or maybe like the fact that they save those people from the restaurant like has created this new community of Amazons and the fact that they're forming a community means that like the Amazon cells are kind of waking up in a way. I don't know. Either of those things would have worked as more thematically interesting explanations, but doesn't come up, so Yeah, it it definitely feels like it's these last two episodes are super packed like a ton of stuff happens and they don't really have time to talk about any of it it, it very much feels like oh hey we're at the end of the season we need this this and this to happen and yeah i'm sure we could spend some time explaining stuff but we just we don't have the time i feel like the stuff they gloss over is mostly fine though like there's not a there's not a whole lot where I'm like where I want them to like slow down and go into it. Oh no, not in the least. Like I think I think it still flows I think it still flows well through these through these two episodes. Yeah, if you're caught up in the moment, I think it mostly works. Honestly, like I guess I've been nitpicky about a lot of things, but like the only one that like really seemed like it could have been thematically interesting and they didn't really go into it was all the Amazons waking up. At the same time as they're all about to die, I was like, it, it just seemed like that could have been, like, a cooler moment. Yeah. But, you know. I could see that. Oh, well. Maybe we'll get more explanation there, as, what, as yeah. to what happens in Season 2. There's a big cool showdown in Episode 13, so, yeah. It's not like we don't get any of that. Fuku tells Misaki, hey, watch Mamoru. Misaki kind of blows him off. And it, it also doesn't help that Mamoru shows up. He's like, hey, Misaki-kun, come on, let's go. I think it's really sweet how Misaki just like totally trusts the people he works with. He's a good guy. He is. It's like he seems like a guy that just makes bad decisions, but is generally <laughs> a good person. Yeah, yeah, agreed. Just completely trusts Mamoru. They all head down into the sewers and start splitting up to go look for stuff. And Fuku is, the show is making sure to show you that he is watching Mamoru's feed, like, specifically. Mm-hmm. Because he, Fuku is amazingly, amazingly, just notices shit. <laughs> he's just super perceptive. He is. Yeah, that's why he's the team sniper. Yeah, a little bit. He statted into it. I played Wasteland. Uh, so we go back to Div director Misazawa and Jin, and Jin is just like, "Hey, it's gonna rain today. Conditions are perfect. Launch Tlaloc, please. Just, just do it." And Misazawa's like, you know, I'll, I'll do it when the time is right and not before that. Jin makes a comment of, like, hey, is is that kid, Haruka, really that important? Is it, is it really that important for you? Alright, so, okay, here's the thing. 
Uh, launch Tlaloc today, or I will take every bit of data that I have... I'll take every little bit of data about the Amazons that I have and put it online for everyone to see. That's right. I'm blackmailing you. I don't know why he had to point that out. Like, yeah, that's right. I'm blackmailing you. But that's what he does. Because he's a dork. A little bit. He just wanted to show off because he's like, man, you fired me and you probably didn't even change my passwords. Yeah, that <laughs> that definitely sounds like how how he got in. They just didn't change his passwords. Uh, so he's like, hey, just just launch it. Just do it. They're like, everything's air-gapped. It's definitely, it's fine. There's no way that he'll access that again. Yeah. Uh, we cut back to Haruka, who is going through the sewers, and he comes upon the group of, um, Amazons that are hiding out in the sewers. And his reaction is, hey, um, you guys should, you guys should leave. You sh you should get out of here. Oh, and yeah, the uh the woman Haruka notices that the woman is the same woman from the uh, restaurant, and she makes the comment of "Yes, I'm the only one left." So yeah, yeah, he's seen her like two or three times now. Yep. Yeah. And Fuku even asks, "Hey, Haruka, are those vermin?" Because Haruka can detect vermin, and he's like, "No, they're." They're humans. He just kind of blocks his mic. Go on, you guys get out of here. The exit's over there. Just leave. <gasps> I'm going through a tunnel. <laughs> I, 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 Fuku, I can't hear. I'm sorry, I can't understand. I'm underground. And he, then he runs off the other way. Uh, we get to see Misaki and Mamoru. And Mamoru is complaining like, oh man, I'm fucking hungry. Come on, Misaki. Can I have a snack? Are you serious, Mamoru, right now? No, I'm just, I'm really hungry. All right, fine. And Here's Misaki, a burger. Yeah, he gives him a burger, and Mamoru doesn't even take a bite of it this time. He just tosses it. Which is not great. Oh, no. Uh, yeah, bad times. Uh, then we get to see... Sasaki? Is that her name? I don't know. Leader and the girl, Leader and Punch Girl, are fighting the A rank. Right up until Haruka comes up and he starts helping. And it is it is nice to see, like, Haruka has very obviously developed as a fighter. Because the last time he fought an A-rank like this, he had major problems right up until- I guess they all have, really. Yeah, no, they have developed- they have all leveled up. Haruka had major problems and the team had major problems. And now they're just kind of doing all right in general. Haruka doesn't have to go nuts to beat this thing. Yeah, that's true. And yeah, especially in like the the last episode too, it's just he gives... He is extremely well and does murder the good. He really does. It's kind of nuts how good he's at. He, get, he develops his fight. He grows really quickly as a fighter. I I guess he has been rely, relying on his like berserker thing for like most of the season, so pretty much. It is kind of cool of it to see him grow beyond that. I am yep. curious how this escalation will play for 
Season uh, two? Season two. Yeah, definitely. Because giant Amazons that are thinly veiled metaphors for corporations. I, I already said okay. that's going to happen. I definitely, I, I know that doesn't happen. <laughs> I don't know much about season two. I just know there's a new belt and it's dope. Oh, new belt. New belts are always fun. I, honestly, it's about the only thing I know. I know there's the new belt and some new suits. Fun, fun, fun. Uh, Misaki and Mamoru show up to the fight and start helping out. And, you know, they do a heckin' good job fighting this thing. Everybody does. Um, cuts back to Director Misazawa's office. Where she's tra- even arguing with Jin, where it's like, hey, you know, you've, you've kind of snapped. This will mean your death, too. But the president is on the line on the big screen behind her. And he's like, no. You, you, you should ap- activate Tlaloc. It's a good idea. Mr. Takayama is willing to sacrifice his life for this. And, uh... You know, all scientists should be willing to risk failure if they're going to do this stuff. The president is significantly more... <laughs> a little bit unhinged than he's bit, been every yeah. other time. Yeah, his, his idea of what scientific ethics are doesn't make a whole lot of sense. <laughs> Man, it's almost like ethics? What are those? Yeah, it's it's more like... For for like the data and the experiment more than ethics, he's definitely way more into the science than the ethics. Holy shit! Wait a minute. So I've got it going on in the back, and yeah, he he laughs and turns around, and Jin is making a comment of, "Oh man, it's a city full of land rats. Sounds like someone else is unhinged here." And the director, the director he, opens he his mouth. And yeah, the, well, yeah, the old, the president, I should say, not the director. The president opens his mouth and licks his lips very reminiscent of like the Amazons. Licking their lips, thinking about human meat. The way that we've seen Mamoru do it several times yeah. over the past episode. So it was very much like, is he, is he an Amazon? No, he's not. He's just insane. Agreed there. He tells Misazawa to activate Tlaloc, and she's like, alright, I guess I, I fucking have to. We see Mizuki going everywhere, trying to find Haruka. And she runs over a sewer grate, and oh, hey! Here come the Amazons that Haruka let go out of there. Yeah, and then the one the one lady we've seen multiple times is like, no, you have to leave me, I'm turning. And then she turns. Yeah, she she tells the other Amazons, hey, go on, get out of here. This is the point where, like, we were talking about the effect work. Like, the effect work with her transformation is really good. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Because uh, she starts transforming, and she, like, collapses onto her legs, collapses onto her knees, as you can, like, see her skin starting to boil away. Oh, it's so good. Yeah, it is real good. It is very obvious this is painful and terrible. And there's like crunching noises, like bones being snapped. And oh, Whew, it's good. Yeah, her face looks like a paper, like a 
like a piece of paper being burned on top of a fire. Getting boils that come up and pop. And like her transformation is like it starts we get start seeing scenes all over the city of all different Amazons that have been hiding are all just transforming at once. Yeah, there's a lot of trend. So and then they say like I'm over like the comms that like it's all of the same type, so maybe that type was just done together. Yeah, she may have been the same as the um those, it could be ant, like the colony the of colony ants. Type, yeah. yeah. Yeah, maybe. Um, and, and then cannibalism happens. Yes. Amazon start attacking. Oh everyone. yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. We should care. Like so. Like like in the upwards of about three hundred awake. So that's a lot. That is a lot. A lot of people. And uh, so Misazawa calls the extermination team and is like, "Hey." You guys gotta go. Talarlock is gonna happen. Get Haruka and M out of there. You just gotta go. We can't stick around anymore. It's uh bad news. Everything's happening. Uh, just like handle it, please. Yeah. Uh, Haruka remembers the rest of the Amazons. Uh, and so he goes running after them. I, I imagine he's going to try and help them, even though he has no idea where they are. Uh, cuts to Misazawa, or not, Misaki and, I want to call him Momotaro again. Mamoru. <laughs> His name isn't Momotaro, and I don't know it's why Mamoru. I want to call him Momotaro. Uh, because you have Deno on the mind. I guess. I mean, Momotaru is the the peach boy. It's like he he is the pe- he was the boy, the boy? Fe- cut out of a peach. Yes. Yeah. Were you seeing like some peach boy related thing earlier? I, I have no idea. I I can't even think of anything I've been watching that was actually related to Momotaro. Um, <laughs> he went and defeated the oni. Uh, they turned it into a grand fake grand order event. Uh, Misaki grabs. Mamoru, who is still in Amazon form, is like dragging him off. He's like, come on, we gotta go! And Mamoru is just, oh god, Masaki, you smell delicious. (laughs) I gotta, I gotta, I gotta take a bite! Yum, 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 yum. And tackles him to the wall, oh, tackles him to the wall to get a bite. It's very fun. I mean, it was just an arm. He'll be fine. He has two of those. He puts him in a pretty disarming situation. So anyway, then Jin's walking out of the like corporation headquarters, and he like gives his speech of what, of why, he believes what he's doing, and he's just like, "Well, I created this next step in the food chain, so I guess it's my job to end you." A little bit. So I. I... I created you, so I have to destroy you. Okay, Jin, sure. It's I. Yeah, this whole like uh, we weren't ready to let you beat us on the food chain thing reminds me a bit of uh, like stuff from Grant Morrison's X Men run, where it's like kind of the idea of the the next step in human development. We're like not really ready to let that happen just yet. And I, I'm not. I'm not sure I like his thing of, I have to kill you because I care. 
Because that... That sounds really like an abusive parent. <gasps> I mean, that's kind of, I think, what they're going for. Yeah. Is the, like, he is a shitty dad. Yeah, that tracks. Oh, yeah, he gives his little thing of like, oh, I'm, I'm going to be the one that has to kill you. He gets his transformation going on, and he starts fighting. It does a very good job of... He he transforms, and, like, the belt plays... Says Alpha, and plays the entire little jingle. But it he doesn't transform until he says Amazons, and, like, everything goes silent before he does. You don't even hear the rain anymore. Dramatic effect. It's very mm-hmm. good. Yeah, it's, it's good good audio editing. <laughs> Very good. Um, there's a shot of Nazumi going up to the... or Sorry, Nanaha. Going up to check on the chickens before presumably leaving for the hot springs. And I think they're all gone? Yeah, I think that's the case. Yeah, I, th- I think the implication is that Jin slaughtered and ate them all before he left. Or just let them go, maybe. Possibly, but I, I think it's Keat slaughtered and ate them. <laughs> it does seem more plausible, yeah. But, uh, we then go... Oh, Nozomi also looks up and sees the drones start flying across. We cut back to Mizuki and I guess the the Lady Amazon who isn't doesn't not look exactly the same as the Ant Queen, but she does kind of look like she looks similar not the not like not not similar she kind of looks vaguely reminiscent of it and she's just stalking towards Mizuki until Haruka busts out and pulls tosses her away and the lady amazon is like no please let I'm me s- eat her i'm so hungry just just let me take a little nibble And Mizuka's just like, take this bracelet, Haruka. Do this. It's dangerous to go alone. Take this. It'll help in some way that we really didn't explain, but it'll help. Haruka makes his mission statement again of, I have to make my own decisions and I'm going to listen to the voice inside of me that's telling me to stop you from eating my sister. (laughs) Sister getting eaten? Bad. Not don't don't like that. Yep. We get a nice slowdown with some music going on as Mizuki watches Haruka beat the ever loving shit out of this lady. Yeah, isn't that the one where like Haruka just like punches straight through her? Pretty much, yeah. Um wait, I do we skip over the bit when he's fighting the A rank thing and he just straight punches its head off? Oh yeah, we oh, did. Yeah. He we does forgot. do that too. He for, that was that was pretty cool. Yeah, it's like not even the first time he's done this. Like that episode. No, it wasn't. But th- it was almost casual. Which, yeah, he's just like shit. I have shit to do. I don't, we don't have time to fuck around with this guy. Yeah, <laughs> he just punches his I, head. I off have other things to do. We gotta go. Pop is oh, pop the thing's head. The the drones are starting to drop the Tlaloc. And uh, everything's going terrible as Punch Girl and 
captains show up to try and help Haruka and start shooting the D ranks that come up. And then we get a very gory scene of all throughout the city. Amazons, awakened and unawakened alike, are dissolving. Right, yeah. The Talak, it's working. Yeah, it's working. (laughs) Unless you're plot relevant and or strong. (laughs) Fuku is realized... I guess sticking with my X-Men theme, it's like that time they took away all the mutants' powers unless you were a main character. Yep. I believe we call that House of M. I think it was M Day, actually. Oh my god, really? Yeah, pretty much. It was uh, Scarlet Witch. No, no, I, th- I know what it is. It's fine. Makes a wish. It's fine. Let's just talk about <laughs> Amazons. We're like an hour in and we're still on the first episode. Oh, right? <laughs> uh, Fuku is watching over the cams as Mamoru attacks Masaki, so he runs to go and help. As Masaki is like, Mamoru, what what are you doing? Stop it. No, Masaki, Masaki, I'm I'm real hungry. Let me just get a little nibble. Uh, we get to see Jin fighting a bunch of Amazons, and he's completely letting loose. And I really like how they re- they're they reusing all the suits that they've used in the show so far. Because yeah, we basically I mean, there's see... There's no reason not to. There's, there's multiple types of the same Amazon, yeah, so it checks it... out. Mm-hmm. They're just doing the thing. It's like, here, we got all these suits. Let's just use them all at once. You see every single Amazon type. I, I definitely was wondering if they knew they were going to have a season two at this point. I don't know. That's a good question. Uh, we go back down into the sewers where Mamoru is t- taking a snack from Misaki's arm. He's just having... He, it, he is... His suit actor is doing a very good job of show, of portraying like Mamoru is not in a frenzy. He's just kind of in this weird delirium where he doesn't even seem fully aware of what he's doing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And Fuku comes on it and Mamoru makes the comment of, you know, oh, Masaki-kun, I'm sorry, it's, it's just a snack, just a, just a little snack. And Fuku tries to attack Mamoru, but doesn't really do it. And Masaki even is like, hey, no, stop. Don't attack yeah. him. It's it's, it's not fine. fine. It's just an arm. Yeah, because Fuku tries to shoot him while crying, and Masaki's just like, no, stop, stop. It's it's okay. Don't old yeller our buddy. Um, and we, we see a shot of his bracelet, and it shows that, no, he hasn't gone insane. Not yet. Uh, but then Masaki notices... Or Mamoru notices Misaki's, or fu- either Misaki's or Fuku's little charm made out of a yen coin, and he just kind of stops and seems to break out of his delirium and realize, oh god, I'm chewing on my companion's arm, and he detransforms, covered in blood. Yeah, he he freaks out. <laughs> Uh, As detransformed, covered in blood, blood is like a really good shot. It yeah, is. It, it is actually pretty creepy in like a way that they don't usually do. So, because it, it is uh, definitely affecting. It it's it's very good that he's like he's looking at his hands covered in blood, and he tries to like wipe it off, but realize that 
he can't and just kind of breaks down and runs away screaming while Fuku uses his belt to as a tourniquet on Misaki's arm and informs the rest of the team that Mamoru has turned and is running towards the third episode. Yeah, Mamoru then just is like bolted away from it, bolt away from everybody. Kind of the end of the episode. I don't think anything else like super important happens. Not really. It's well, everybody's telling Haruka to run away because Talalak is here. Uh, the Amazon lady tries to get away, but Haruka just shoves through her chest and then bisects her torso while popping her head off. Yep. And then he runs off after going to Misaki. Or after Misaki tries to give him the bracelet one more time, and he's like, "Hey, you always believed in me, no matter what. Thank you for that. I can't accept this. All right, bye." Yep. Yeah. And they start playing Armor Zone, and I think this was about the time that I realized that if you say that the way they say Armor Zone in the song is like Amazon. Yeah, yeah, which is like Amazon, which I felt dumb for not having picked up on before now. <laughs> it, it plays over a scene of uh, Jin fighting more and more. And it's it's very interesting because the more Jin has fought, the more and more he's fighting like how Haruka did originally, like completely unhinged and animalistic. A little bit. Oh, I hadn't really noticed that. But yeah, I think you're right. And then it shows uh, Mamoru in the rain, like in almost fetal position like holding on to the necklace thing just like contemplating what he's done yep you know contemplating life big mood there as the uh as the drones come above yep uh do we want to go over the last episode real quick rory here let's just hit like the let's say hit the high points instead of yeah all of them Okay, so this last episode is basically, we get, everything has settled down. Well, (laughs) relatively. Relatively. Well, it's a pretty jam-packed episode is the thing. Like, it it not only resolves the conflict that was established, like, it opens up a whole new one and then resolves that one. So it's like a pretty long episode. It doesn't even, like, super resolve it. So, like, because, like, hmm. Because basically you have, the beginning of it is the team taking shotgun guy to the hospital because, you know, he lost an arm. Um, Mamoru and Haruka have the discussion about the joke thesis of the show about is it okay to (laughs) contemplate eating uh, people. Um, And I do do want to bring up... um... I, I think, uh, like, another one of the notes that Fletch gave was uh, that a few episodes ago when I compared cannibalism to teen horniness, I was not implying that teen horniness was a universal experience, merely a common experience. <laughs> <laughs> Just want to say that right there for any ace listeners out there. Also, <laughs> if you didn't feel included. Yeah. Some people don't have it till adulthood. Uh, true. But, uh, yeah, so the episode opens with, before we get, we before we jump forward, Mamoru, yeah, Haruka gives Mamoru his realization that... His pep talk. His pep talk of, 
Mamoru complaining like, you know, I don't want to eat someone, but when I when I if I see Misaki again, I'll want to eat him. And Haruka is like, I don't it I don't think it's bad to feel like that. Wanting to eat people isn't inherently evil, and I don't see why Amazons have to die over it. The first step of dealing with cannibalism is admitting Admit you, you want to cannibalize. Problem. Yes. <laughs> I, like, I, I had a better word phrasing for it in the head, but... Oh, I assumed you were quoting the first step of the 12-step program as a joke. Yeah. No, I was trying to make, like, a point that kind of also relates to that. But it's more like addressing that this is a thing and then moving on from there with that in mind how to figure it out is better than just trying to ignore it. Yep. <laughs> and then, like, just shooting everybody and then, like, fighting those people who were shooting you and stuff. Because Mamoru makes the comment of, I don't want to eat another person. And Haruka responds with, well, maybe we can try and find a way to live where you don't have to. But right now we gotta go, buddy. <laughs> yep. So then the... So Extermination Team is, like, relieved of their jobs and everybody gets a bonus. Um, Shotgun Guy gets an extra bonus. Of an arm. Because <laughs> For arm. losing an arm. Um, so at least he was compensated, but not enough, apparently. No, because, yeah, you'd think they'd, like, give him the surgery to get a new arm. I mean, they pro maybe they also did? I don't know. I mean, it's not like he can take them to, like, he can't call up OSHA and be like, okay, so I was fighting these cannibalistic monsters. So, uh... It might be difficult to get labor justice in this, uh, in this ex uh, exact situation. That's true. Um, so then we get a corporate scene with Haruka's mom, douchebag international sales guy, and CEO guy, where they're just like going through the data where they where they killed two thirds of Amazons, and the one guy's like, "Yeah, that that's pretty okay." And then Harker's mom's like, nah, we're probably going to find more. Yeah. It's... That was just the initial recovery. And it, it has been about... Yeah, that's just the bracelets they found. They're assuming that they killed other Amazons. They haven't found the bracelets up yet. It's, it has been about three weeks since the Talalok operation. Yeah. They also don't know um, about Haruka at this point. Yeah, no one knows where Haruka ended up. The CEO guy is like, biodiversity is the shit. That's awesome that they aren't all dead. I have introduced a new top predator into the biodiversity system. This is great. I love it. Bow to your new god, which is me. He doesn't say and that. And I'm like, wait, so you want the environment to change, but you were mad about the environment changing a few episodes ago? What what is wrong with you, dude? Because they weren't crazy. consumers a few episodes ago, Chris. We <laughs> went know, over this. I, yeah, I know. But he's he's just he's nuts. Yes, but the extermination team is disbanded, so surveillance has taken over, and we get a short shot of hey, the surveillance team is heading to the designated area where we've got some reports of Amazons. And they drive around the corner and scream and start dying. <laughs> yeah, they're dead now. It's it's real good. <laughs> I hope you weren't expecting them to not be dead, because they're dead. No. And I, I really like the shot where it goes to the now empty um, 
Oh, the extermination, extermination place where they're room. calling for help? Yeah. It's basically the laptop is still there and the surveillance team is calling for help. But nobody's there and Mamaru's key tr- key cup can is just sitting in the middle of the room on a table. Yeah. Glad I wasn't really attached to any of those characters. I mean, I don't think we knew about any of them, so... They were just the surveillance team. Uh, they, they, they got a... Like, a beaten up by the ants in that one ant colony episode, I think. Yeah, that's the really only other time we've seen them. Oh, uh, I assumed it was different people from them. <laughs> I, it might be. Um, so then we take, we get, like, the fastest zero to getting the team back together. <laughs> a little bit, because... I didn't, I didn't realize that till I was scrolling through this episode again. The, uh, yeah, this is what I mean by, like, I assumed this whole episode was going to be dealing with the fallout from the Tlaloc thing, but it's like, nope, that's over. Uh, we're, we're Now we're in a getting the team back together thing, and then there's going to be a whole other, like, big con- confrontation at the end. It's weird, and, like, so getting the part to getting the team back together is, like, 12 minutes. Amazon just has a weird way of, like, going slow and going a million miles per hour at the same time. <laughs> yeah yeah that's true um so anyway so the assistant guy goes to the captain he's like i want you to get the team back together and captain guy's like dude we we took a step back and we realized everything we were doing was fucked up uh i'm gonna i'm gonna have to pass uh no thank you (laughs) and then he's like but marmaru might be there and he's like fuck I gotta do the thing. Shit. I am worried about Mulan. And then there's a montage of getting the gang back together. But there's literally just a montage of this. So, um, Nazumi is becoming like a daycare teacher working with kids person. Yeah, I'm, I'm not sure if it's an orphanage or if it's a daycare or if it's like... No, it is. It's an orphanage. Oh, that's nice of her. Yeah, because it, it, she's doing the the female character in a common writer show job that isn't scientist. Yes, because she is she is it working in a children's home. She's honestly like the most well adjusted out of the whole team. She is, which seems weird because she always seemed like she had like barely suppressed rage issues or right, something. Right, which like it's an interesting um that dichotomy, but um. A contrast it, contrast of yeah man. she was like the most aggressive and like melee fighter of the team I but then like it makes me wonder if that is like an actual trope in japanese media because i'm also thinking of the yakuza series where kiryu after becoming an ex-yakuza goes and opens an orphanage i mean that they do that in uh that's like a super common trope in america too because like uh like the the old retired soldier who like has to take care of a kid like yeah that's we we love that trope too yeah um it's the plot of dozens of westerns and so everyone's getting the bet and i'd also like how the cap like getting the band back together the captain doesn't say anything he just holds up mamaru's charm yeah uh yeah that is actually pretty good i like that visually a lot so so yeah nozomi was um doing daycare stuff uh fuku is just depression.txt 
because he's taking care of his mother who doesn't recognize him due yeah. to dementia slash Alzheimer's and Jesus fuck that hit hard uh, Misaki is getting hustled by his debt collectors and he's like dude come on I like paid half of it it literally cost me an or I paid more than half it literally <laughs> cost me an arm I'm also just kind of like how did he not get enough money to pay this off well, it also maybe it's a kaiji type situation where someone saddled him with an unreasonable amount of debt or something. Oh, fucking love kaiji. The she's he's getting assaulted and as punch girl walks up and just <laughs> kicks one kicks of, the crap out of the loan sharks. Yeah, kicks one of the guys in the balls and decks the other in the face. And holds up the char- Mamoru's charm to Misaki, and Misaki's like, yeah, alright, let's go get him. <laughs> it's like, well, I clearly wasn't having a good time. Yep, and then, so, like, they cut to them driving, and they're, they mentioned director had a request to get Haruka if they see him. And it's basically, yep, they're all Tlaloc survivors, you gotta find him. Yep. And then there's a fight. Yeah, there's a very long extended fight. There's a lot of fight this episode. Because they just, they start making their way out, and it's like, oh, hey, here's one coming at us. All right, okay, we can deal with that, and they start fighting it. Oh, wait, no, there's two more to the left. Oh, God, there's more. They're everywhere. Yeah, and I, I guess the reveal here is kind of ultimately that Haruka has gathered the living Amazons together into, like, a, a little underground community. And like, I'm They're not... like the Lost Boys or Nightbreed or something. And I don't know whether or not he's having them actually eat people or if it's ones that like they're still existing for as long as they can and then they go insane and attack people or not. I don't know. Uh, we get a fun scene of there's a fun bit in the site that's like, oh, there's 18 more coming, and it's just the four extermination team in a circle of Amazons fighting. They're doing really well. I, a shotgun guy has, like, a guitar strap for his gun now, since he can't use his other He's arm. He's got a guitar strap and, like, a stock for it, so he can brace it against his chest. It It is kind of impressive that he's able to still use a shotgun with one arm. Yeah, he, he's very flailing around a lot, and you can tell he's having trouble, but he's still doing well. And the team retreats till they get to their back to the ocean, and oh no, it looks like they're gonna die! But then a green armored flash goes across and kills three of the Amazons. Like, cuts off three of the heads at once. Yeah, in an instant, which causes all the rest of them to stop. And oh, hey, look, it's Haruka. There's like a crab guy mixed in with this team that I don't think we'd seen any of up until now. Oh, it's the crab. It was the same guy as the chef. Oh, right, right. Yeah, I forgot the chef was this type, too. Yep. That's a cool costume. It's like, uh, they don't reuse that one extremely awesome, like, mosquito wizard costume from a couple episodes ago. I think the crab's my next favorite after that. No, not really. Um, and Harakud proceeds to solo the entire group of 
Amazons in a very brutal, efficient fashion. And Mis director Misazawa is watching on, and even she kind of looks disgusted slash happy slash, oh my god, my son is alive. Like, she, her actress does a fantastic job. I know I've said that before, but goddamn. It doesn't she, like, leave the building after she sees him? Like, she's driving to where they are? No. Or? I don't no. think so. Oh, no, right. That's a cut over to his sister. Yeah. Um, we get to see that there's all the survivors that come up. And Haruka stops the extermination team from shooting him because they haven't awakened yet. He's like, oh, but they're all vermin. And Haruka finally makes the comment that, y yeah, so am I. So I protect who I feel yeah, like and do what I need to. Shouldn't you have said that like a dozen episodes ago now, bro? A little bit. But oh hey, then everybody start. All the Amazons start getting a sense, and oh god, here comes Jin, who is looking not uh, great. Jin has not been having a good month. Yeah, Jin has had a hard month. Like half his face is boiled and burned, and he's carrying a core of an Amazon. I couldn't even tell what this thing was at one for a while. It looks like he just, like, walks out of the ocean with, like, a weird beeping seaweed garbage chunk. We've only it, seen it's it... something, that's We've only sure. seen it, like, once or twice way back in the beginning when I think it was either him or Haruka tore a core out of an Amazon and then crushed it. It was way, way back. Um... And he starts eating this core, and everyone gets disgusted about it. And he's like, what's the matter? You kill, you eat what you kill. I don't see what the problem's here. You know, I, I gotta kill all the Amazons, and I won't rest until it happens. Uh, it does not look very tasty. <laughs> no, it it's somehow more gross when they're, when they're eating human burgers. I mean, those were prepared and stuff. Yeah, I mean, I guess that's true. And that also raises the question, okay, can, I guess, Amazons can subsist on other Amazons? Or is it because he's a human that just injected Amazon cells that he can eat Amazon? I don't know. That's true. That's a good question. He I mean, just, it's like, digs protein. into it and it's got, like, a bunch of, like, little white tendrils inside of it. Yeah, it kind of almost looks like maggots or something. Yeah. Haruka and Jin both transform and start fighting, and this is this is a good fight. This is a real good yeah. fight. Yeah, it seems like Haruka and uh, Jin have gotten even matched as the series concludes here. Yeah. Yeah, because yeah, Jin's gotten more animalistic and Haruka's gotten more controlled, so they've uh, they've both looked like gained a lot of abilities over the course of the show. And during the three-week time skip. And, uh, the, t the extermination team, after watching for a while, and seeing Haruka, Jin go after... Like, Jin is able to knock down Haruka, so he starts going after the remaining Amazon survivors. And... Uh, right up until then, he makes the mistake of going after Mamoru. Yeah, Mamoru shows up. Mamoru is not as strong in the least. 
And it looks, and Jin tries to kill him, but oh no, the extermination team decides, nope, no, fuck you, Jin. Jin tries to go, what are you doing? He's vermin. No, I couldn't care less. He's one of us. It's nice of them to forgive and forget about the arm meeting thing. Yeah, a little bit. Uh, right before he's able to actually kill Mamoru, because he's able to knock away the extermination team pretty easily, Haruka gets back up and gets back into the fight. Yeah, this is the like the effect of the episode that Garrett was mentioning is kind of lame. There's like little cuts on Haruka's common uh, Rider costume that aren't really believable as physical injuries. Yeah, it, it yeah. doesn't. They don't look like they're actual cuts in the armor. It looks like they were just pasted on. Which you know I understand, but yeah. Yeah, yeah consider it. It does stand out since all the rest of the effects are pretty good. Uh, there's a short bit of Mizuki trying to get Haruka to stay. Saying, like, I don't understand what you mean it's okay to eat people. And Haruka saying, of course you don't understand, you're human. I'm not. Another assertion that Haruka is seeing himself differently. Um... The fight basically goes on until it's like a double knockout. <laughs> and both Haruka and Jin do transform. Jin just kind of stalks away going, it's, I'm not, I'm going to keep coming back until you're all dead. It doesn't matter. This is going to be a continuous fight. He's saying he's doing it to protect humanity, which is kind of nuts. And it's very obvious he's kind of snapped. Yeah, yeah. He doesn't really seem human at all anymore. I I think it would, it would be really interesting if they... This is like the conflict in Season 2. Because when Mamoru helps Haruka up and they like walk into the other Amazons, it's like a big crowd of people standing together. And, like, they've formed this community, and I think it would be interesting to frame, like, Jin as this remnant of old humanity that is just really intent on destroying this new community of new, a new type of people. A little bit. Uh, just, but, you know, X-Men. Just, just do the X-Men for season two. That's, yeah. <laughs> uh, so Haruka and Mamoru start staggering off toward the thing of survivors and misaki begs mamoru to come back but of course he can't so the extermination team all hold up their charm showing that you know even you are even if you're not human you're one of us and w there will always be a place for you with us right which is really good it's it's really sweet I, I love that. everyone just kind of separates they kind of uh during, like, the closing here, they flash back to Haruka talking to his sister but before he left with Mamoru on the day that the Tlaloc thing happened. They don't really cover anything that we didn't already know, other than just him kind of consciously asserting that he's gonna try and, like, form a life with the Amazons. Yep. I think it's more just, like, hitting at, like, his end goal and just, like, finally stating it fully, really. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and we get to see a final scene of 
Jin staggering down the beach and collapsing on a like telephone right. or electrical pole. This is the one where I was I assumed this was Jin dying, but I guess you guys didn't didn't get that. Yeah, I don't. I don't think he's dying. I I can see why you would interpret it that way, and I can, I could see that interpretation, but I don't. I don't think that's what's happening. Yeah, I mean, I I wouldn't feel cheated if he was still alive next season. Yeah. But this is like a sad send off for the character, I guess. If you weren't, but yeah, yeah like uh, Nanaka Nanaha's there, and he like collapses into her lap, and so they're reunited. That's cute. I'm like, what do you see in this guy now? Yeah, I don't know, man. He, he's like super nutso. Yeah. I also do think it's kind of weird that they just let Jin go. I'm just kind of like, you got him outnumbered. Yeah. You could probably just resolve this. <laughs> yeah, I'm not sure yeah, why yeah. one of the other Amazons didn't come up and be like, no, just just jank him in the back. Like, the ne- yeah. th- thematically, it's cool and stuff, but... Like realistic, I'm like, I'm like, you got him outnumbered, probably a, at least a couple hundred to one. Yeah, yeah. I that was also how I was thinking about it. I was like, okay, practically, it seems like they might want to resolve this right now. But yes, then we the final scene is um, director Misazawa explaining to the president about the three different types of Amazon, because he's like, oh, you said this boy was a third type of Amazon. What did you mean? She's like, yeah, okay, so we got the Amazon... Takayama Jin is the result of implanting Amazon cells into a human. Haruko is the result of genetically engineering Amazon cell... Amazon. They're all pigs. <laughs> um, they go Amazon. <laughs> they use the ripple. How have we not been calling the weird berserker thing? Going Amazon <laughs> the entire time. <laughs> That's a I pity. don't know. Uh, <laughs> uh, yes, Harka is a result of genetically engineering Amazon cells to include human DNA instead of just being entirely like a vi- instead of being a collection of artificial cells. He's right. the next so step. We finally have that question resolved. He's a new evolution of humanity. And the uh, president is like, oh, so where'd that human DNA come from? And Misazawa confirms that, yes, came from me. He's my son. Yeah, and he starts, like, maniacally laughing, and I totally thought he was going to turn into an Amazon for a second here. His final line, the Amazons hunt humans... Takayama Jin hunts Amazons and Misuzawa Haruka hunts them both. <laughs> it would appear that this city has given birth to a new food chain. This is exactly what I wanted. I'm like, you, you can't just say that whatever happened is what you wanted, bro. Yeah, it's well, he did. And the director, <laughs> the director of sales is like, um, president, I don't, I don't want to like, imply anything but was was any of this an accident (laughs) yeah i i do like that end resolution where they're just like wait was this just all set up and the president's just laughing maniacally i mean yeah they they never 
even hinted at how all the Amazons got out of the lab. So, yeah, I, I feel like that answers that question, that the president of the company let them out. Yeah, there, there's an unidentified accident that let them all out. And then the extermination team is on the beach. And Captain's like, all they right. give the, the captain the final line of, well, we gotta hunt if we're gonna yeah, eat. So they all go off to get a job or something? Well, Punch Girl is like, hey, are we splitting up again? Well, no. We gotta hunt if we want to eat. Which I guess... Yeah, is... I don't know if they mean Amazons or if they're gonna go, like, work for... Get another mercenary job or something. I, I got the feeling they were gonna still be working for an Ozama pharmacy. Yeah, but I... But they were given their severance pay and everything. And they then did. they got rehired. Yeah, they got oh, rehired. Okay. Fair enough. Oh, yeah, I, I guess they did get rehired when they showed up at the beach, so... Yeah. Fair enough. Yeah. And that is the end of Amazon Season 1. And the final shot is of Haruka on the beach, roaring, turning into the Amazon... Uh, turning into the Omega Amazon as we see the... Uh... Submit the golden bracelet lying in the surf. Oh. Yeah, he does like shed his bracelet, which is interesting. I wonder where that's going to go. Yep. Gotta see what's going on in season two, but we're going to take a break before we do season two. Okay. That's. I was. I Works was, for me. I was talking with Fletch a little bit about it, and he, he's implied that it might be a good idea for a bit of distance between the two that's probably fair <laughs> oh no but i really liked amazons amazons was really fun amazons is goddamn fantastic you decided you liked amazons garrett i'm glad i mean i don't remember disliking amazons <laughs> no i'm just teasing you about all those times you were like debates about cannibalism that's stupid <laughs> Amazons is very good, and I very highly recommend it. Of course, with the caveat of, hey, there's there's a lot of gore and cannibalism and uncomfortable situations. So Amazons right, is a mature yeah. show for mature people. Yeah. Watch maturely at your own risk. <laughs> Pretty much. I don't know if it's significantly more like like mature mature than the rest of the common writer shows but in terms of like adult content yeah, it, going it through is... this it's, it's like the torchwood of common writer yeah i would say that that's a probably a good yeah the, i think that's actually a pretty good description for anyone that doesn't know torchwood is a sub-series in the doctor who universe that is written for a bit of a more adult audience instead of teens like doctor who is the first Most episode the time it's has a robot has an alien ST, std sex thing and then they have a sexy cyber cyberman because like oh, apparently yeah. there wasn't they a, do. enough sexy cosplay i often joke that torchwood is like edgy for the sake of being edgy well that's the thing like a lot of the episodes a lot of torchwood is like is definitely mature just it, it, it's trying to be more adult just so they can be yeah but occasionally it dips into being like actually good there's some there's like some good tor torchwood I, I think season two is genuinely like great Man, like i like season two of that show a lot I, I feel like i'm gonna get shit for this but and i haven't watched it in a while but i'm pretty sure like miracle day was pretty solid 
it, I definitely was expecting them to go somewhere different with it at the end, but I didn't like hate it or anything. I, I feel like that was like a solid mini series for it. And I feel like the proper seasons themselves are, are hit and miss. I, I really like to, but yeah, you're right. Like the whole bit after Owen is like, uh, I think his name was Owen. Yeah. After Owen is like dead for a while and doesn't know how long he's going to be around. Like, I think the the characters start to get a lot more interesting at that point. Yeah. Yeah. I. I yeah. And then they do the JoJo thing if they give them all like sad backstories right before they kill them all. It's <laughs> fine though. Owen Owen goes goes on to make some Jaegers, and uh, that's that's neat. He creates like a rocket uh, jetpack for a robot. That's cool. That happens in the second Pacific Rim movie. Oh, okay. I didn't didn't know that. I was did not know what you were talking about for a second there. I will point out that I think the best season of Torchwood was Children of Earth, probably because it was short and to the point, and that my thoughts on Miracle Day are, without spoilers, simply thus. When, near the end of the series, they begin talking about how the antithesis of Jack Harkness is the thing that is at the core of everything, I joked that, of course, the man whose entire personality is gay, 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 it would be a giant vagina. There was a giant space vagina that did, in fact, need to suck in blood at the core of the Earth. This was the central issue with Miracle Day. That happened. Yeah, you understand now, right? Owen is the same actor that played the one scientist in Pacific Rim that wasn't Charlie Day. Right, right. Yeah. yeah. And in the, the other guy. In the second movie, he makes, like, jet shoes for, for the Jaeger. <laughs> I never saw Uprising. Um, it's not good. <laughs> mm. I mean, I'm sure it's not that bad. A lot of people don't like it. Um... It's gonna have a hard time in comparison to the first one, I'm sure. It's, but, it, like that doesn't mean so. It's like necessarily... the first one is a Godzilla movie, the second one is a Power Rangers movie. <laughs> I mean, I would not have a hard time believing that it's a better Power Rangers movie than the crappy Power Rangers movie that they actually made. That I did not like. I'm not gonna get into that here. I saw people say they liked that, and I was confused. I haven't watched it yet. Um, it seems fine. I don't hate it on principle. I, I mean, I didn't hate it on principle until I watched it. I mean, I I have a Blu-ray sitting next to me. I could watch it. <laughs> uh, having Blu-rays of things you have not watched. I borrowed it from a friend. It's not like I bought it. And I've got oh, okay. I've got the first okay. two seasons of Ultraman. I've got Ultra Q and the original Ultraman on Blu-ray, and I haven't watched those yet. Well, uh, this is our longest episode in a long time, guys. It is. We should not oh, finish. Yeah. Um, thank you, Fretch. Fletch. Fletch. Uh, you are loved and appreciated. <laughs> oh, yeah. Let's get out of here. Oh yeah. Um. Podcast, internet, journey through Um next episode we'll do some Ryukis. Um then I don't know what we're gonna do for filler next. Maybe we'll forgo filler we'll and just announce it at the end of the next episode. Alright. Chris probably has something in mind. He's probably gonna make us watch Gotcha Man crowds. Uh, I do get a pick now. Yes, it you is do. my turn. It is your turn. 
Was my pick Geo? Because, like, can, can I have a redo? I mean, yeah, probably. See how it's fun. I liked. Zio. I mean, it was fun, but I didn't. I didn't like pick it out of like. I had fondness for this. It was like that was airing at the. T- not that I don't like Geo. I'm not trying to say that. I think Geo is still my favorite Kamen Rider. We've watched like the whole show. Of. Yes, man. I think the Wizard episodes of Geo are still like the best episodes in that series. <laughs> Those ones are super good. Yeah. But, um, yeah, and until then, we're just a Passing Through Podcast. Remember that. Bye-bye. If you feel the urge to eat people, just don't worry about it. Just don't do it. (laughs) As long as you stop at the desiring point, then you're good.